Hello, everybody. My name is Jeff Baker. I have the unique privilege of being the lead pastor here at New Life Church. And I want to welcome you to New Life Church online for Easter 2020. Come on. High five. Air high five the person next to you. High five yourself. Whatever it is, celebrate with the people that are around you. You've joined New Life Church for an exciting, exciting day. I guarantee you God's got some great things in store for you. It's going to be off the charts off the charts, okay? So I'm excited about today. I mean, uh, look, a lot of things have changed around us. I mean, let's think about your life. Let's think about all the things that have changed over the last few weeks. It's a laundry list of things, right? I mean, this, what if you and me were having coffee back in like the middle of February, and I would have looked you in the eye, and I would have said to you that your life was going to change the way that it is right now. We're back in the middle of February. We're sitting in Starbucks, having some coffee, and I tell you, life's going to change. This is what it's going to look like. You know what you would have done? You would have called me crazy, crazy. And this new norm that we're living in, it's got some crazy stuff. And I don't know about you, but I know for myself, I want to get back to the past normal. Is there anybody who wants to get back to the past normal? Come on. Let me see some clapping hands. Let me see some thumbs up. Let me see some amens with an exclamation mark. I mean, I want to badly get back to what normal was before this whole COVID-19 thing. It's changed everything. My new normal. I don't like my new normal. And you probably don't like it either. All right. So here's what I decided to do. I decided that I'm going to write the COVID-19 virus some thank you letters for the changes that it's brought to my life and some of these new normals that have happened. But I looked all over the internet and guess what the COVID-19 virus doesn't have? (laughs) It doesn't have a mailing address. So I can't send them there. So I thought, well, instead of me doing that, which would be really foolish, right? I would waste a stamp and it would go nowhere. Um, it's kind of like send a letter to Santa. I hope kids didn't hear that one, by the way. Uh, so what I decided was, let's do the thank you letters and cards here. So is that okay with you guys? We're going to do a couple of uh, thank you cards. Um, we've done these before here at New Life. Maybe you've never uh, been a part of it before, but we're going to give it a shot. I got a couple of thank you cards I want to write to the COVID-19 virus for the changes that's been brought to your life and to mine. So uh, here, here, here's my first. Let me get my pen ready. All right. Uh, he, he, here we go. Thank you, coronavirus, for allowing me to eat takeout from Red Lobster without having to see the live lobsters staring back at, from me at the aquarium. Uh, you know, like eat me or eat him or whatever they do there. It's a little freaky. It's a little freaky. If you want lobster, you just got to go, I want that one. I want that one. Here's, here's another one. Thank you, coronavirus, for creating a new addiction called hand sanitizer. You know, you know what I'm talking about, like pump, pump. <sighs> pump, pump. Some people are just addicted to that thing. It's going to be a new addiction. People have to get help from it afterwards, guarantee you. All right, let's try another one. Thank you, coronavirus, for replacing the handshake with the elbow bump. <laughs> you guys seen it like the little chicken wing thing? It's like, hey, hey, how you doing? You know what's so ironic about this to me is that you are like right next to my face when I do this. At least a handshake can maybe get us actually six feet apart from each other. That's interesting. Think about that for a second. All right, all right, I got another one. I got another one. Thank you, coronavirus for making the medical mask another accessory. My wife will fill the closet full of them. I can just see her one day. She's going to put on a mask. She'll be like, honey, does this one go with my dress? Or, hey, babe, 
does this one make me look fat? Don't, don't answer that one ever, by the way. All right, I got, I got another one. I got another one. Thank you, coronavirus, for making a fast food drive through a special night out. Hey, hey, babe, uh, you, you want to go someplace really nice? Because I want to take you someplace really special. You want to go to Mickey D's, Burger King, or Wendy's? Special night out. I got, I got some more. There's more where that came from, all right? So don't tune me off just yet. Thank you, coronavirus, for reminding me that teachers need a massive raise in pay. Come on, give it up for all the teachers. Because, you know, I don't know what it's like around your house, but it's probably like this. Hey, Johnny, put down your sister, right? Or, hey, Sally, where did you hide the dog again? Kind of like teachers, man. They have to put up with those kids all day long. They need a pay raise. Let me get, I got one last one. Thank you, coronavirus, for making the staycation the vacation of the future. Yeah, like next year it's going to be like, kids, uh, where do you want to go? The basement? Or kids, where do you want to go? The back porch? The staycation. See, here's the deal. This coronavirus thing has changed everything. I actually, in all transparency and in all honesty, I don't think that we're actually ever going to go back to the normal that we once had. I see this worldwide pandemic changing a lot of things for a really, really long time. I don't think anything's going back. I think it's all changed. And I just want to tell you right now, I don't think that that's really all bad. Okay? So you might ask, like, where, where are you going with that thought? Like, that sounds somewhat kind of like maybe negative. But I just want you to know, change in itself and changing your normal isn't really all bad. Here's where I'm going with that. Today, Easter, all right, the day that Jesus rose from the grave is the day we're celebrating. The day that Jesus rose from the grave, it changed everything. And the world's never been the same, you know, since that day. Over 2,000 years ago, it's never been the same. And a new normal has hit humanity. We were once doomed to separation from God for eternity, but the resurrection has changed it all, right? We were once living hopeless lives, but the resurrection has changed it all. We were slaves to our sin, but the resurrection has changed it all. Guys, listen to me. When Jesus walked out of the tomb, hope was restored to humanity. Come on, somebody. A big amen. Just type it out there on your chat, right? I mean, Hope was restored to humanity. When Jesus walked out of the tomb, the power of grace was released to forgive us of our sins. That's good news. When Jesus walked out of the tomb, the devil finally realized his days are numbered. That's good news. When Jesus walked out of the tomb, purpose was restored to those who surrendered their life to the leadership and the lordship of Jesus Christ. You finally have purpose to live for. When Jesus walked out of the tomb, all the believers were given heaven to hope for and a savior to worship, guys. I'm telling you, this new normal since Jesus walked out of the tomb has changed everything. Here's something very powerful I want you to think about with me just for this moment. If you think that this pandemic has changed things, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is on a whole nother level. That's right. Nothing compares to the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ when it comes to changing everything and recalibrating your new normal. Nothing compares to the power of the resurrection. So what I want to do is I want to take a moment. I want to look back in Scripture. And I want to show you just a snapshot of what happened the day that Jesus 
rose from the grave. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 9. If you have your Bibles, you can look at it with me. If you've got you version, it's on there. Otherwise, the scripture is going to show up on the lower third right below me. Matthew 28, verses 1 through 9, it starts out and it says this, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothes, uh, the clothes was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a deep faint. Then the angel spoke to the woman, right? Don't be afraid, he said, because I know, I know you're looking for Jesus who is crucified, but he isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said he would. So come, see where his body was laying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. Verse 8, right? So the woman, she ran quickly, quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, you know, but, but were filled with great joy, just like any of us would. But as they were running away, they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And then look what happened. As they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they, they ran to him. They grasped his feet and they worshiped him. Could you imagine? You saw your Savior die just a few days ago on the cross. You saw them put him in the grave. You saw them roll the stone. You saw the guards standing there. And now you're going to the grave to spend a few moments, you know, reflecting on your Savior. Can you imagine that as you get there, an angel shows up, blows up the scene, right? The guards pass out in fear. And now the women are standing there with this angel who says, this Jesus who have you followed has done just like he said he would, and he rose again from the grave, so go tell your friends about it, <clears throat> and that he'll meet you in Galilee. And on their way back, there Jesus intersects their path, and he changes everything for those two women. And they totally lose perspective of what they were going to do, and they bow down at the feet of Jesus, and they hug him, and they embrace him, and they go, Jesus, you are our Savior, and they worship him. Everything changed. And guys, I'm telling you right now, for those of you who put your hope in the resurrection of Jesus, right, your normal has changed. There's been some amazing changes that have happened. I want to tell you about some of those. If you haven't, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, these normals, they won't apply to you. But at the end of my message, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to invite you, actually, to surrender your life and call out to Jesus and make him the Lord and the leader of your life. So please listen, because your normal could change radically. Your whole life could be turned upside down. Like for me as a believer and other believers, the thousands that are watching us right now, one church in hundreds of different homes, many believers have put their hope in Jesus Christ, right? And there's been amazing changes that have happened because of the resurrection of Jesus. Like this one, you don't have to live with worry and fear anymore. Because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you don't have to live with worry and fear. Why? Because this earth is not your home. The Bible tells us very clearly that you are just strangers. We're strangers and we're aliens on this earth, this passing through right now. Why? Because this is not my final resting place. So here's the good news. Nothing on this earth is more powerful than the risen Jesus. Nothing. So listen to me. 
right? You may experience pain on this earth, and we're all going to experience pain, by the way. Some of you are going through horrific pain right now, but it's only for a season. Eternity with God is coming. Come on, somebody. That's good, right? You may experience hardship on this earth, and some of you are going through tremendous hardship, but it's only for a season because eternity with God is coming. It's coming, That's awesome because when you put your hope in Jesus Christ, there's something that you can hope for beyond this earth, right? You've experienced, some of you maybe experienced sickness right now, and some of you are going through that right now, but it's only for a season. Why? Because eternity with God is coming, and Psalms 91 tells us, look, don't fear any kind of virus that can come and affect your body. Don't fear that, but we should respect it. I get that, but we shouldn't be living in worry and in fear right now because here's the truth. We worry. Listen to me. Here's the truth. We worry about things we can't control, and we don't lead well through things we can actually change. Some of you guys are all worried and fearful about something you can't control. This pandemic, as an example, you can't control it. Why are you all worried about it? What you should be doing is leading well in one area, and that's this. Lead well in knowing Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. You can do that. I just think, look, what would happen in your life and in my life if we flipped the script and we stopped worrying about things we can't control and we started leading better with the things we can actually change? Number one, your relationship with God would look radically different. I think number two, relationships around you would look better. Number three, finances around you would be better. Number four, you'd be happier, filled with more peace, filled with more joy. Why? Because we're leading well through the things we can change instead of letting fear and worry corrupt our life with the things we can't even control. So personally, I, I have to wrestle with worry and fear too, guys. I, it's not just something you wrestle with. I have to wrestle with it as well. So what is it that I do when I sense worry and fear starting to kind of like creep in to the very psyche of my being? You might might laugh at me, okay? But this is actually what I do. I take a moment. I find a place where I can get away from everyone else. I close my eyes, and I picture one thing. I actually picture Jesus sitting on the throne, See, he rose again from the grave. Where is he at right now? Sitting on the throne, waiting to come back and get his church. And here's what I do. I close my eyes, and I picture Jesus on that throne. And then I quietly whisper to myself, thank you, Jesus, for being the Lord of my life and holding my life in your hands. See, when you believe that Jesus rose from the grave, you you literally have nothing to worry about and nothing to fear. Now, there's going to be things that come. But what are you going to do with it? I run back to Jesus. And I get that, pr- that picture of Jesus being fully in control. And then I say, thank you, God, that you've got my life in control. So church, maybe you want to try something like that. Because Jesus is risen today. There isn't anything on this earth that deserves your time of worry and of fear. But what else has changed because of the resurrection of Jesus? Let me give you another thought. All right, death, death has actually lost its power That's one of the things that's changed. Death has lost its power. Now, I know, like, we have a great reverence for death. And one of the reasons why I have a reverence for death is because we understand that death is a a finale of our life. All right? That's one of the reasons we have a reverence for it. Uh, We also have a reverence for it because death separates us from those that we love. And we don't like going through that kind of pain. It was back in November of 2018 that my family 
you know, lost somebody that was really close to us. That's the last time that we've lost someone close to us. Some of you listening right now, you just lost somebody last week. And we know that pain. I want you to know that Kim and I, we know your pain. Because in November of 2018, my wife's father passed away. He was in his 80s, and you might say he's lived a long life, and we all get that, but we still don't want to lose anybody, do we? But one of the great things I know about my, my father-in-law, George, was that he was a man who loved Jesus. He was a man who put Jesus first above everything else. He was a gentle, compassionate, kind man who loved God's word, who served in his church. He was a man that I know, without a shadow of a doubt, one day I will see George again in heaven. But I want you to know that when we attended that funeral and when we heard that he died, there were tears that came out of my eyes. Right? There were moments when I, I just didn't have any words to say and all I could do was just hold my wife while she cried and even while I cried. And we miss him dearly, uh, even to this day. And I know that even talking about this kind of starts to move me emotionally. But I just want you to know it's okay to cry. It's okay to, to miss people that you love. That's not a lack of faith. I just wanted you to know today that the resurrection of Jesus gives me great assurance to know that when you're absent from this body, you are present with Christ. And that's what I know about my father-in-law. And I know because he put Jesus first that one day I will be with him and I will see him again. And my wife will one day again be able to hug her father. Right? Now we're going to look for Jesus before we look for anybody else. But we will be with those who have gone before us and have passed away. The resurrection of Jesus, guys, it gives us a powerful promise that we all need to hold on to. It's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 11. It says this, that the Spirit of God, listen, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. You know what this tells me? It tells me, look, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God the Father spoke to his son and said, rise again. And he rose again and he walked out of that tomb. And God's giving you and me the very same promise here today. And he's saying to us today that just like Jesus rose from the grave, so will you and me, will rise again. And one day, God's word, just like it says, the trumpet of God will sound. And those who are dead in Christ, those who are dead in Christ, like my father-in-law George, will rise to meet Jesus Christ in the air. And then those who are still alive, they will rise and they will meet him in the air. <clears throat> Guys, I'm telling you right now, the resurrection of Jesus has taken the power, it's taken the sting out of death. And because Jesus rose from the grave and ascended to heaven, here's the good news. He will come again. Just like the angel said, right, in, in Acts. Look, I don't know what you're looking for. He's gone. Jesus has left. But the way that you saw him go, he will come again. So guys, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, it takes the power out of death. There's something to live for beyond what, what you're breathing on this earth and what you're living on this earth. But lastly, the resurrection of Jesus Christ changed everything. And so now, now you have the gift of salvation to share with others. Did you realize that you and me, as we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, that we're brought in to the grand master plan of God to make sure that people know who Jesus is? Did you realize that Jesus is the one who actually gave us that command in Matthew chapter 28? When he said, look guys, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to believe in you, but I want you to go into the world 
And basically, I want you to tell everyone about me, and I want you to make followers and disciples of me. And I can tell you as one man standing before you on this Easter 2020 that I am so thankful for my parents who raised me to know Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful that when I was a kid, they drug me to church even when I didn't want to wake up. I'm so thankful that they put me in Sunday school. They put me in kids' church. I'm so thankful that when I was a teenager, they, they brought me you know, into our adult worship services. Now, I'm just going to tell you straight up, I didn't, I didn't value it then. <clears throat> right? I didn't, see, I didn't see the significance of it then. It was just going through the routine. And, but I will say this to you, that when I was at my darkest, most sinful days of my entire life, over, over you know, 20-some years ago, I can just tell you this, that when I was at that dark state, guys, I'm just telling you, I could not escape the knowledge of Jesus. And when I finally woke up and I surrendered my life to Jesus, it was like a relief. It was like a weight came off of my shoulders when I finally cried out and I said, Jesus, you are my Lord and you are my leader. And I confessed my sins to him and I said, look, look, God, if you'll love me, I want to follow you for the rest of my days. And guys, I just stood there before God with such relief upon me as my, my sins came off. They kind of came off like scales. And I stood there like a free man once again. And I want to see that for you. But I want to ask you right now, I know who introduced me to Jesus. It was my parents. Who introduced you to Jesus? Right, who was that person that kind of opened up their mouth and they kind of taught you the ways of Jesus? Who was that person? Because I tell you right now, how thankful are you for that person for sharing the gift of Jesus Christ with you? I'm extremely thankful. And my guess is you are equally thankful. In fact, here's what I want you to do. If you're in the chat right now, I just want you to take a quick, quick moment and just type the name of the person that introduced you to Jesus. And just tell them I'm thankful for you. Just put their name out there with a little heart, right, emoji. Just put their name out there and let people know this is the person who told me about Jesus. And I'm so thankful for them for leading me to the cross of Jesus Christ. And guys, look, here's the good news. When you share the gift of salvation with others, you are potentially changing everything in their life. You're changing everything for them. So here's the truth. Like, you can't save people. You and me, we don't have the power we don't have the authority. We're not Jesus. We didn't live a perfect life. So we can't save people, but we can tell them about the one who can. We can't save people, but we can model his life for them. We can't save people, but we can lead them to Jesus, who has the power and authority to change everything in their life. So you guys, look, the resurrection has changed everything. It's changed everything. So what should you do about it? I think really, if you really want to boil it down, there's one simple thing that really we all need to be doing right now, and that's this. Remain faithful to God. Put, put one foot in front of the other and keep walking out a life that's in love with Jesus. Keep walking out a life that says, Jesus, I want to know you more. Keep walking out a life that says, Jesus, I want to trust you over my worry. Keep walking out a life that says, God, I want to I put my faith and my hope in you and so that death doesn't have that sting for me. Just keep walking it out one step at a time, right? Right in front, like one step, one foot in front of the other and keep finding places and people where you can share the good news of Jesus Christ with others until you finish this race called life and you walk into eternity with God. Put one foot in front of the other and just keep walking out the simple steps of God. Back in my, uh, my early 20s, I signed up for a 24-hour marathon. Now, I've told you guys before, 
this body was not made for running. It's made for going through things. That's why I play ice hockey. You've heard me say that before. All right, but back in my early 20s, I got suckered into this 24-hour marathon. So check this out. There was a team of three of us, three people to run for 24 hours. It was insane. So um, it was one of the craziest athletic things I've ever signed up to do in my life. But here's how we finished it, because we actually finished it, okay? We didn't win it, but we finished it. We finished the race by running one segment after the other and by putting one foot in front of the other until the 24 hours had elapsed. I do have to admit, there were moments when I never thought that that race was ever going to be over. But here's the good news. That race finished 27 years ago. It finished 27 years ago. It, it seemed like an eternity. I mean, I think I slept for the next two days. I ached for over a week, guaranteed, right? My feet killed me. But it finally came to an end, and 27 years ago, that was over. You're living through this pandemic right now, and you're wondering if it's ever going to end. And I'm here to tell you today, one day, you'll sit down with your grandchildren, and you'll tell them the story. You might feel like Jesus. Jesus is never coming back again. Like, okay, Jeff, I believe he rose from the grave, but... Is he seriously ever coming back like he promised? And you go, man, <clears throat> how bad does this world have to get? Is Jesus ever going to come back for his church? But I'm telling you, one day, if you put your hope and your faith in Jesus Christ as the Lord and leader of, of your heart, one day you will stand before Jesus and you will declare with me that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we will stand there with masses of people from multiple different nations and multiple different ethnic groups and multiple different colors. And we will declare Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And how are you going to get there? One day at a time, one step at a time, putting your hope in Jesus Christ, overcoming the fear of death and telling other people about the good news of Jesus Christ. So never give up. Never back down. Lean into Jesus today. He is your new normal because he's changed everything. So guys, come on, man. In a moment, we're going to get a chance to worship him. And I pray that hope erupts in your living room. I pray that joy erupts in your living room. I pray the presence and the power of Jesus Christ shows up in your living room. But right now, I want to speak to a group of people that I have a big passion for. There's people right now, you're lost in your sin. There's people right now that, you know, if you, if you didn't know Jesus and your life were to end tomorrow, that there would be no hope for you. You'd spend eternity away from Jesus Christ. I just want to speak to you just for a moment. This is a key, key opportunity for you to surrender your life to Christ. Just like I did a long time ago. I remember I knelt down next to that bed at 3 o'clock in the morning and I finally had to confess that Jesus, my life, and the way I was living it was all screwed up. And that I believed, Jesus, that you went to the cross for my sins. And that you rose again. And because you rose again, you have the ability to free me from the penalty of my sin. And guys, I just want you to know right now, Jesus is right with you. He's actually standing there at your heart's door and he's knocking. And he's going, hey, will you let me in? Hey, will you surrender your life to me? And for you, maybe even in your mind, you're thinking, I'm not good enough for this. Like, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too filthy. i got to get my life perfect. I'm telling you guys, you'll never get your life perfect. Ever, ever, ever. It will never be perfect enough to match the perfectness of Jesus. That's why he was perfect for you. He was the sinless 
Savior who went to the cross and he rose again on the third day and he's sitting on the throne right now victorious and only he and in his name does he have the ability to forgive you of your sins and to set you free. Join me. Join me in that feeling of knowing what it feels like to have your sins washed away and the weight of sin taken off of you. I just, I encourage you right now, no matter where you are, to bow your head before, before Christ right now. And as I pray, I want to ask you, would you commit your life to Jesus Christ? And if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that today, would you just do something for me? I want you to text my new life. It's all one word. Text my new life to 97,000. 97000. If you'll do that, then we'll know that you made a commitment to Christ. Okay? And if you do that, we'll be praying with you. It's a way for us just to kind of encourage you and be a part of your spiritual journey. We want to do that because Jesus tells us, look, if you tell others about Christ, then it's your responsibility to help them know me. We want to help you know everything about Christ. So guys, listen to me. This is the day. This is the day of salvation for you. This is the day when you walk away from the old life. It's kind of like you going into the tomb. And by surrendering your life to Jesus, you're coming back out a brand new person. I want to see that happen for your life. So when I pray, would you just pray? And would you just ask Jesus to come into your life and forgive you of your sins and be your Lord and your leader? Let's pray. Father, we take this opportunity right now just to meet with people that are watching and joining with us in this worship service, potentially all over the world, thousands and thousands of people in hundreds and hundreds of locations, and some of them right now are declaring that, Jesus, you are their Lord and you are their leader, some of them for the very first time. Lord, others of them are rededicating their life to you. And on this Easter, this Easter day of, you know, 2020 is going to be their day of salvation. I'm excited for them. So Lord, hear their prayer as they pray. Father, forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. I want you to be my Lord and my leader. Hear that prayer, Lord, as they surrender their life to you right now. And they say, Jesus, would you lead me from this day forward? Lord, I can't lead myself because when I lead myself, I, I end up, you know, running the dead ends and cul-de-sacs in my life and causing more harm and more damage. So Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Would you be my Lord and would you be my leader? Lord, meet them right where they are right now. Show up in their living room. May they feel and sense the presence of Jesus Christ as we spend these next few moments in worship. As we spend this moment in worshiping you, may you invade the space of every living room that's joining with us right now. Invade the space of people that are in their cars right now, watching on their cell phones, in their bedrooms, watching on their cell phones. Invade their space and remind them, remind them this Easter that you have risen from the grave and the grave is empty and you fill the hearts of men and you're coming back for your church one day and there's a lot of hope. So we praise you as the King of Kings and as the Lord of Lords. And everybody join with me in saying, Amen, Amen.